is Stenson. And I, I just, I feel like he's not done. I feel like he has another major left in the tank. Swipe Right Sports, it is your sports pod hookup. I'm your host, Bobby Edcock. Episode 36. And yeah, that was me talking about uh, Henrik Stenson. It's a tradition like any other. Go all in on one guy with all my heart in a given week. And uh, yeah, he misses the cut. It's all good. I think he missed the cut. Also, like the fashion in which they do, like a Max Homo a few weeks ago, like by a stroke, and then Stenson, I think, bogey the last hole to miss by a stroke, something like that. And it was just like, okay. This is just where we're at. All right. Haven't made a six for six since the restart, but uh, that's all going to change this week as it is what I believe every week. This is the week where I make a million dollars. It is the Wyndham Championship DraftKings preview. I bring in Kyle Robert as always. We're going to talk about last week, talk a little bit about the overview for this week in the field and the course and what to expect and then get into the price ranges. Without further ado, let's go. We are back as usual. It is uh, Kyle Robert and myself here to talk about the Wyndham Championship on DraftKings. Kyle, how are you? How was your uh, experience for the PGA and uh, all that? Uh, I'm doing okay. Um, This weekend, it was obviously good to have major championship golf and uh, the leaderboard was stacked and and the four days was fun. having espn and kind of cbs split it and the coverage like i have espn plus so watching a lot of the feature groups is cool um but like the whole shot tracker or like i guess the score scoring system on pga's app was just like horrendous and i don't know it was it was a wide range of emotions just like my uh, dk lineups where uh at one point i was doubling or tripling my uh my 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 buy-in uh, to Sunday when Brooks just completely tanked every single one of my lineups and I ended up, despite having a 6-6, six six, despite having two or three five of sixes, uh, made zero dollars. So it was it was awesome. That That is pretty awesome, yeah. Tough on a tough Sunday for Tommy and Brooks. Um, yeah. And, that, and that's who I, I laid a lot of um, my action with Tommy as I usually do everywhere. Uh, I think just looking overall at like the top, let's say, I don't know, 20, 25 guys, there wasn't too many big names that missed the cut completely. I think the biggest were probably uh, Ricky and yeah. Hat- and Terrell Hatton. Mm-hmm. And I had Hatton everywhere um, in, <laughs> in, in addition to um, Stenson, which we talked about a lot. So, you know, Kyle, I didn't even have to open up the app. I already knew where I stood. Um, with, with a lot, those two guys. And even though I had like Finau everywhere, um, there just wasn't enough from him and Tommy. And my other two highest priced guys were Webb and Cantlay, who just didn't justify uh, the cause. And as far as outright betting goes, we talked about this strategy. I said, I'm gonna like bet, I'm gonna put sprinkle something on like every eight, nine K range guy. And I, I did just about everyone. You know who I didn't do? Colin Marikawa. Colin Morikawa, my friend. Yeah. Yes. So. I went Patrick Cantlay over Colin Morikawa, so that was that was my downfall. Should have known the kid who uh, played his college golf at Berkeley and played in San Francisco a ton uh, would would do well, especially a guy that had the iron game. It's just we had been talking. I felt like we talked about him a bunch, um, and he really wasn't living up to kind of expectations. So I think I went another direction. Uh, I do got to give props to my boy Cameron Champ uh, from Sacramento. Yeah uh showed up in a big way and bobby let me ask you this what what's more frustrating having a brooks kepka who's your lineups are killing it making all kinds of money and having his sunday just go off the rails early and going from seven under to three under 
uh, and killing your vibe or having someone like Terrell Hatton who uh, is a big part of what you're doing misses the weekend and you can mentally start preparing for the next week it's better to have Hatton um, because it's just it's, it's just better because I, I already know Friday for noon yeah I'm done and uh, yeah. I'm probably going to go delve into some NBA contests and get to know someone like Lou Dort for the Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> Spend my time, you know, researching garbage like that. So, yeah, I just kind of went, okay, I don't even have to worry about this. I'm, I'm done. Uh, I did do some more straight betting uh, on, on, like, some live betting. But, yeah, no, no, I, I would take that because that was a uh, – yeah, I think if you had Brooks going into Sunday too, I just – he seemed like – I don't know if he's going to win, but I certainly didn't expect that. Yeah, I mean, I had a lineup with Kepka, DJ, Cam Champ, Harris English, and Hideki Matsuyama. I was feeling great going into Sunday. Sa- saucy. Yeah, five of six. Shouts to Kevin Naw. I had a six of six with Jason Day, who was fine. I mean, he ended up finishing 10 under, but, you know, I, I guess he, I mean, he went four under on Sunday, so that's good. But yeah. Brooks is four over, crushed that. Um, there yeah, was some interesting scores. It was it was interesting on Sunday to see. It seemed like nobody, except for Rory, who was kind of just like par, par, par all weekend. Um, it seemed like everybody either went like four under or four over on Saturday. There wasn't a whole lot in between. I mean, on no, Sunday. yeah, no, there was um, yeah, there were some big swings. I think if you had someone like I had Fleetwood everywhere, you know, like that was just a huge swing. If you had him or Brooks, mm. you went. Total, even though I wasn't in it to begin with, you knew you were going totally backwards. Yet, if you had, uh, you know, Morikawa or Afino, even uh, he played really well on Sunday, you probably uh, you probably catapulted and separate yourself a little bit there. So it was definitely big swings, and uh, I'll just say that that Morikawa drive on 16 probably yeah. probably the shot of the restart. Correct. Oh yeah, that was incredible. Like that's you're gonna in like 20, 30 years we're gonna be watching a best of uh, majors, you know, whatever, and they're like, oh, here's the best drives, and it, and he's gonna be involved with it. Like that, not only did he put it in the perfect spot, but it hit, it hit, it kind of rolled a little bit, so it got closer to hole, but it didn't go scooting through the green. It did like he couldn't have placed that better um if he wanted to it was absolute perfect and like that is the sh- kind of shot you need to do on a sunday when you're in a you know cluster of elite golfers major championship winners um and, and you know if you really want to win and he had the stones and and hit the perfect shot and and, and got to hoist the trophy comes uh, the end of 18. Yep, you got to do something to take it, and uh, he, he did it just that. He didn't back his way into it or anything, and it was uh, overall just really cool, really cool to see uh, the way he won that and get uh, his first major, another young uh, superstar on the, on the rise that appears on the PGA Tour. So, yeah, um, one of four golfers to win the PGA at 23 or under, the other yeah. three being Rory, Tiger Woods, and Jack Nicholas. So that's uh, that's quite some company there. If you like that sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, you know, if you want to be among the uh, the, the greatest golfers, three of the maybe ten greatest golfers to ever play, um, you know, if, you, if you're if you into that, then, uh, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Sure. Well, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle I haven't um, I haven't had a six for six since the freaking restart, so why don't we turn our attention to the Wyndham Championship? Let's do it. It's swing season, but in the middle of the season, and I'm all aboard. That is right, and it is um, so. Just a little background on this tournament. Um, since 2008, it's been hosted by Sedgefield Country Club. Uh, it's a Donald Ross course at Bermuda Grass Greens, and I think in general, as far as just uh, difficulty, we're looking at you know a uh, Rocket Mortgage Travelers Championship type of week. Would you yep. agree with that guy? Yeah, twenty something under. Uh, the cut line on Friday is probably going to be between four and seven under. Um, mm-hmm. So you're going to have to score early. You're going to have to score often. And one bad round is, is going to pretty much take you out of it. Yep. And um, so, yeah, you, you need guys that have birdies. And um, as Kyle was kind of mentioning, the last five years, the uh, winning score was approximately 21 under. And the cut line, three of the last – or sorry, four of the last five years has been three exactly. The other year it was four. So – yeah, shooting even par on one round here is probably going to be a death sentence for making the weekend. So, yeah, you want the, the birdie fest. You want guys who can score a lot. And um, 
strong approach games for those small Donald Rosk uh, uh, greens that he is a signature of his. So, yep. and, and also just kind of a little play out. This is typically in, in most years and in this year, it's the uh, the last chance for players to earn FedEx points before the playoffs start next week. Um, and the way that sets up, if you haven't fouled golf year by year, uh, and you're just kind of getting into this because it's the only thing going on or one of the only things going on, um, the top 125 on the FedEx Cup standings after this week make the first playoff event, which is the Northern Trust, the top 70 then go on to the next, and then top 30 from there go to the Tour Championship. So. For a few guys, we're going to talk about you know that are in our little price range game. We we talk about their FedEx rankings, and maybe there's a maybe if you're looking for a tiebreaker, a guy who's maybe around like 129 or in the 130s, maybe a little extra motivator this week for them to uh, get inside the top 25 and qualify for the playoffs that start next week. With that said, Kyle, are you ready to go into the price range game here? Let's do it to it. All right, we start at the bottom, which we do every week. I throw out a group of guys in each price range. Kyle will tell me who he likes out of these and maybe if there's someone else he prefers that I have not mentioned. So 6,400 and below, the names I threw out there, Kyle, are uh, Matthew Neesmith, my boy, Chase Seifert, Seamus Power, Kiri Deck, Abibanra, Doug Gim, and Harry Higgs. I think there's actually some quality in this range this week. Um, what do you think about this group? So I'm kind of interested because I feel like, like before the major, these guys were closer to the like mid, at least to high sixes, maybe even sevens in a field like this. So I feel like we're getting some some kind of softer pricing fall off, which I think is interesting. Um, I definitely think there is value to be had, uh, and I am 100% on board with your boy and Matthew Neesmith. Um, I'm looking at a couple things this week. I'm looking at obviously the ball striking, obviously tee to green, um, but I'm looking at birdies are better gained. I'm looking at people who can score eagles. Um, and I think doing that, I think Neesmith, especially at his price, is absolutely compelling target. Yeah, I, I agree with that uh, initial point about kind of these are guys who think maybe closer to 7K-ish in other weeks with this type of field. So yeah, I, I do think that there's a little bit more attractiveness to like Neesmith. And I think uh, Cypher, which I'm going to talk about a little bit, who I have in a lineup that is uh, quite nice on paper. They always are on paper. You know? <laughs> They're always great on paper. <laughs> they always are. And then uh, I, we talked about this guy, I think um, – couple weeks ago Doug Gim really talented Gim Reaper yeah you know talented young guy um this is the type of field I think he can he could do some damage in his best finish um he played in it two years ago his only start and he was t20 here so I think you know just a little bit of a track record um shows some little bit of success so I think those those three guys if I had to pick one probably Neesmith um and just a little reference for FedEx ranks uh someone like Cypher He's 127, so maybe he's someone who's looking at this week as a big chance for him to uh, earn some more points and get in the playoffs. And then yeah. Harry Higgs, Harry Higgs is 68, so yeah. even 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 though he's already locked into the first event, maybe even the second event, this is a great chance for Harry Higgs to even work his way up towards tour championship type levels um, if he can play, have a high finish. So just something to think about. I think as you're uh, making tiebreakers. Yeah, uh, another guy I want to throw out in this range before we move on, Grayson Murray really pops uh, this week in my models. I'm look, Like I mentioned, I'm looking at tee to green, I'm looking at ball striking, I'm looking at birdies are better gained. Uh, does really well in all that. Uh, I will say he also has the ability to go bogey-bogey and hurt you. Um, he also doesn't putt fantastic on this surface. Um, so that that is he's a little more risk reward, but when you're talking about a guy at 6,200, um, has the ability to do well and produce for you as well. Um, and you know, w when you're when you're delving down this far, you have to expect that they're priced in this range for a reason. Um, so so obviously proceed with you know don't put them in 100% of lineups, but uh, I definitely think there's there's something to be excited about him with uh, for him this week. 
Yeah, these are the guys who you're looking for when you start your lineup with Webb and Tommy Fleetwood this week. 100%. All right, um, let's get out of here and go to 6,500 to 6,700. The names I threw out there were Adam Shank, K.H. Lee, Sebastian Munoz, Wesley Bryan, Tom Hoagie. Love me, Sebastian Munoz. Uh, I know it's a, I'm a broken record. I know uh, he hasn't been great by us. His putting has not been good. Uh, missed cuts in four of his last five. That being said, uh, I, I think he has the, the goods to go birdie, birdie, birdie. Uh, I think he has the goods to excel in a field like this. Um, and when you're, like, once again, when you're diving this low at 6,600, um, especially for something like a GPP, 100% has the ability to pop with the ability to also derail. So, um, but he's definitely a guy that I'm going to be using um, early and often. Yeah, we both love Munoz and I was kind of putting these uh, rankings together this week. And it's funny to see, you know, he's 16th in the FedEx standings. I think a lot of that is front loaded from earlier in the season, the way he played. Sure. But, but still, it's, it's to see him, I mean, he's, chances are he's going to be in the Tour Championship, which is really impressive you know top 30 guys make it means he's been one of the best players all year so um yeah i, I agree with munoz another guy i've liked lately is uh, kh lee is just as far as making cuts uh he worked out at the memorial pretty well um and uh, i think he played well also at the barracuda so um the season long numbers don't really reflect that well but i think he's been a little sharper lately since the restart and uh he's a guy I like in this range and then what do you think about um a guy who started to trend really nicely a few weeks ago was Wesley Bryan. I mean, I was in on him when when they were it was the it was the the Rocket Mortgage and the tournament before then. Our RBC you, Heritage maybe? Yeah, yeah, RBC and then uh the one whatever one was before that, but uh, yeah, Wes, Wes Bryan's a guy I like, uh, a guy that I think can go birdie 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 um, at a price that makes a lot of sense. Um, I I do I have a little concern about his uh, trends at a course like this, but I think he's also became a uh, much better golfer um, over the past year, and especially like once the restart has happened, um, like I feel like he's been in contention more than you would expect. Like yep. the Rocket Rocket Mortgage gained 5.1 strokes at Travelers, 5.3. Those are the two I was talking about. Okay. Um, you know, pretty decent off the tee. Uh, his iron game it is rock solid, and if the putt, you know, the flat stick gets hot for a weekend, uh, Wes Bryan could be a guy. You know, I, I don't know that I'm predicting him to win, but I think a top 10 finish is absolutely win the realm. So, uh, if you're diving into the betting market, uh, that could be an interesting uh, thing to look at. Yeah, I, I agree. I think volatile for certain, and was mm-hmm. wise price here, but I think a guy with a maybe one of the higher ceilings of, of this group as well. Like you mentioned, make like a top 10 is, you know, a realistic thing for him. Uh, he's been playing really well. Also 199th ranked right now. So, hey, maybe he uh, turns in a real nice top five finish and he somehow gets his way um, into the t- top 125. It's possible. Totally. So um, before we get out of here, anything to add before we go to the next one? Let's go. 6,800 to 7K. The names I threw out there were Zachariah Johnson, Christopher Ventura, Kyle Stanley, Will Gordon, Ryan Armour. Uh, I'm going to go off the board in this in this group. Um, there's a couple guys that I, I really am excited about. First one is Jason Kokrak. Um, I, I know he, he's been kind of frustrating for us, but in terms of what he does well and how he can succeed, um, I think he has the goods and I think he can go low and um, obviously will have to putt well um, in order to kind of pop here. But I think he's absolutely in, in play. And then um, I'm looking at Kyle Stanley too. Um, a lot of birdies uh, can can do, you know, he's eighth in my model for birdies or better, birdies or better gained. Quite the mouthful. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I think he, I think he's a, a very interesting target, um, and you just, you know, with all these guys, you need them to to hit their irons well, you need them to putt well, and I think uh, both guys could do that. Yep, Stanley has the right criteria that we we really like. Um, ball striking is ranked 25th on the season, 
and 41st on approach, which I think we both agree is going to be uh, a premium this week. Very important with the smaller greens and just to keep give yourself uh, good scoring chances. And also Stanley, 130th in FedEx standings. Um, so he's right there. He needs to get a good performance to get that top 125. And then uh, Zach Johnson, who popped up a little bit last week during the first couple rounds of the PGA, looking like he might be a little sneaky play. Uh, he's ranked 129th in FedEx standing. So um, I, I'm certainly uh, tempted to get guys who I think are going to be motivated to get in, you know, make, they don't want to miss the playoffs, I'm thinking. So um, that'll be in, intriguing to, to watch all those numbers fluctuate with every putt uh, as they do for the entire weekend. So, yeah, I just uh, I worry yeah. about someone like Zach Johnson um, and, and kind of kind of guys in that cluster in terms of like, do you think he can score enough to to like? Do you think he can rack up birdies like he's going to need to uh, to be competitive in a contest like this? I think yeah, I, I do because I don't think the length of the course isn't going to uh, mitigate his game in any way. So sure. it doesn't play really long, and also. He's three of three here and cuts made. He doesn't play here a lot, but um, when he did, uh, he made all three. He had one one top 25, and his best finish here was a T5 in 2013. So I, I think uh, he maybe showed some signs last week of his game coming around a little bit, and this is the type of course that I think plays well for him. He's not not a super long player. He doesn't have to be. So, um, yeah, I, I don't mind Zach Johnson, but that being said, of course, the guy I want the most, who I slobbered all over a few weeks ago for the 3M Open, who missed the cup by a stroke, is Christopher Ventura. Um, <laughs> I made my case very strongly for him, and I still believe the case. Um, even though it didn't work out that week, <laughs> I still think um, the, the, the strategy here, Kyle, is if I keep saying it over and over again, eventually it'll come true. So Exactly. That's it's science right there. That's exactly right. So... I'm going to stay on that. He is going to be in every lineup. He is my favorite building block piece of the week. I just like the, um, you know, again, he's the college roommate of Hovland and Matthew Wolf, and just another one of those young guys. Tons of tons of birdies. He was ranked 22nd in birdies per round over four. And I think this is a week where we both agree you're going to need five, six birdies to just stay in this uh, per round. So, um, yeah, I just like the profile of Ventura, and he's my favorite out of this group. I like it. I won't be All using right. him, but uh, I, 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 I support your decision. Thank you. And he's ranked 115. <laughs> he's ranked 159th, which will change drastically this week. Well, he'll, he'll definitely get the playoffs. That's that's my prediction for sure. Okay. Um, also, 125 to one in the straight betting market. Don't be afraid. All right. Next range, Kyle. 7100 to 7400. The names I threw out were Brendan Grace, Luke List, Henrik Norlander. Lucas Glover, Matt Wallace, and Lanta with Drew? With Drew, yeah. No, no Lanta this week. Okay. So him and Ants are both out. Yep. All right. Yep, yep. All right, well, so don't play Lanto Griffin. Nope. Um, who then of the other ones or anyone else would you be targeting this range? Love this range. Love, 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 love this range. I would like to start – I would honestly start with a couple of these guys and work my way up and see where it gets me. Uh, Lucas Glover is, I, I think, fairly priced or maybe a slight discount from, there was a lot of like before the PGA buzz about him and people were, were talking him up and he was getting way overpriced. And now he's come back to reality. Um, I think this is a great spot for him. I think he can rack up the, the birdies as he needs to. And I think he's absolutely in play. Uh, Brendan Grace is like another guy that I'm a big fan of this week. Uh, obviously, you know, we haven't seen him since his positive COVID test. But um, in terms of what he does well, in terms of scoring, in terms of his iron play, as you mentioned, this course isn't going to require you to hit it 350 off the tee. Um, so there's different ways to kind of win this week. So I like him quite a bit. Um, and if we're just shooting for pure upside, I think Luke List could either, you know, go 26 under and win the tournament by three shots, or he could go 26 over and be terrible all week, uh, Thursday and Friday. But uh, I think he has a lot of potential and is incredib um, incredibly uh, compelling this week. 
Yeah, Luke Liss is kind of like the, the Wesley Bryan of this group a little bit. Um, no, I, I agree. Um, Glover is the guy, I think, if you're looking for event history, resume, he's 8 of 11 in cuts made. Five of those are top 25s. Uh, one top 10. His best finish yep. was 7th, uh, seven, sole 7th seven in 2010. And also the ball striking. I think, I think people back him for good reason. It's just because he's always a sharp tee to green guy who doesn't putt that great, but he puts himself in position. So he's 17th on the season in ball striking, 29th in strokes gains approach. Um, those are really yeah. high-level numbers. Right, go ahead. I was going to say, in a, in a tournament setup like we have this week, uh, fourth in tee to green, second in ball striking, fifth off the tee, second in approach. As you mentioned, the putting is horrendous, 151. But if he can figure that out, uh, you know, we've seen terrible putters have a good putting round or just marginalize their terrible putting for four days and all of a sudden they win a golf tournament or they get a top five and in my scoring setup he is 12th uh on strokes gain total so uh i'm you know simpatico there uh i think i'll have a lot of lucas glover this week yeah i think even my, my top pick out of this range um the other guy, I think, too, um, has been playing some of the best golf since the restart outside of actually winning a tournament, Henrik Norlander. Um, he's been really sharp with his iron play, really improved a lot. He's 19th in ball striking, currently ranked um, 64th overall FedEx standing. So, um, man, it's crazy to think that he could even put himself in position to get close to a tour championship type ranking uh, if he plays well this week and in the playoffs. And then um, if you're looking for a little motivation to get into the playoffs, Matt Wallace ranks 132nd currently, so he needs a little bit of help if he wants to advance to the Northern Trust next week. Uh, I think we covered the group. Is there anything else before we move on? Bounce. Let's get to it. It is 7,500 to 7,900, uh, and the names I picked out, it's almost everyone, but uh, see Matthias Schwab, Rory Sabatini, HV3, Harold Varner III, Patrick Rogers, Christian Bazadenu, Russell Henley, Doc Redmond, and Joaquin Neiman. Uh, what say you? A lot of our favorites in this range, too. Um, I'm a big yep. HV3 fan this week. Uh, Varner figured something out last week at the PGA. Um, as we, you know, once the restart happened, he was a guy that was on fire. 19th at the Charles Schaub. 32nd at Travelers, 30th at Rocket Mortgage, a guy that can both score, uh, has really good irons, ha ha was playing really well. Workday Memorial just kind of derailed him. Um, but, you know, same same course. It just clearly wasn't a, a good fit for him. Goes to the PGA, another top 30. So I, I'm 100% back on board with Varner this week. Uh, I think a guy that, that makes a ton of sense. Um, I, I, you know, I, I feel like you're going to go Bezayden Hoot, uh, and I'm going to be right there with you. Uh, I'm a big fan of his this week. Uh, Neiman's a guy that obviously has the ability to, to go really low, uh, rack up four rounds and be at 19 or 20 or 21 under if he needs to be, um, especially in a field like this. I feel like he's a guy that, you know, uh, is a little bit higher of a quality um than some of these guys and, and to see him kind of priced where he is obviously you know the the next tier is kind of where i see him obviously a hundred dollars gets him there so it's it's probably okay uh pricing but i will take that slight discount even um and, and look at joaquin neiman who i think has the ability to to just go go crazy for four days and 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 dominate this golf course yeah so about that cold water give it to me well so a guy that I wrote about on the post this week for fakepixing.com that I was kind of just coming around to was Patrick Rogers. And he's nothing's been, I would say, great, but I think he's trending really nicely since the restart. He's made five of eight cuts, four of the last five. Um, I think the best was a T18 at the Memorial. And he played well. You know, again, not, not anything real high place, but just rock solid all around golf um and i think i think he makes sense here as a nice like just mid-range guy at the same time as i'm kind of saying that i see 200 dollars more i can get walking neiman who that's someone when you talk about like fomo fear of missing out i i that's a guy who i'm thinking <laughs> about like he's going to i, I think i'm going to play rogers and neiman's just going to win so uh, 
That's why you throw 20 bucks on him at 60 to one to call it a day. That's, that's, that's fair. That's thank you that you figured it out for me. But I, yeah, I mean, like I, I, uh, I like that of Rogers week. I, I think I might include him in a lot of places. Uh, but Neiman's a guy like you talked about, um, even though the, the, I would say like the recent, recent form hasn't been great. Uh, I still think that, again, this type of course, this type of field, I think he could completely destroy it and get to 20, you know, in the first three days. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with all that. I like Bezano as well. You mentioned um, 22 on the season in strokes gained approach, ninth in strokes gained putting. That's a really nice combination here. And uh, agree with you, what you said about HV3, guy who can pile up birdies with the best of them when he's hot. And if you're looking for maybe some good course history, Rory Sabatini, a guy that I never played. Um, he's four or five in cuts made here. Three of those have been top 25s. Three, All three of those are also top 10s. And his best finish was a T4 in 2017. So he has a solid, uh, limited, but very solid track record here at Sedgefield. Yeah, um, and I think you're, you know, when, when we're assessing golfers, you want to, you want to, uh, do your best to to keep them separate in terms of guys you're betting versus guys you're playing on DK. Um, guys that you may not bet to win the tournament, maybe looking at top 10s or top 20s, might be a better DK play. Like you, it, you need guys that are going to offer. Obviously, you need that upside in any sort of tournament, but you also want stability and guys that you know are going to help you cash week to week. Um, where in the betting market, you can go with a guy who could go 20 under or 20 over knowing that you're getting a good number and if he falters on friday and misses the cut then while well, you rip up that ticket and it's what ten dollars or whatever you bet um but you know in terms of dk one guy doing that could derail a bunch of your lineups and kill your weekend and then you're just hating life so uh try try your best to, to kind of separate those mentally so just play patrick rogers and dk walking neiman on the betting market i i figured it out um is uh is that enough here for these guys are, are ready to go to the 8ks or anything more to add yeah i mean i, I mentioned doc redmond but like his numbers are just insane in in tournaments like this he's a yeah. guy that can rack up birdies he's a guy that can that can score with the best of them um and i know like it's funny how the the especially like the the mid-tier guys like lucas glover like Doc Redman, like a guy we're going to talk about here shortly. Um, you know, the the, the, the fantasy golf c- consensus will swing wildly where one where for a few weeks we're all over them and think they're the best player in the world. And um, and then all of a sudden we're completely off them and, and no one's using them anywhere. Um, it, it's, it's just interesting how a couple tournaments can swing uh, a golf, the perception of a golfer so dramatically. So... Don't don't be afraid to go to someone that you like or away from someone that the uh, the market as a whole seems to be uh, all aboard because uh, we're not always right. No, and that's why, um, you know, an example we talked about. I, you know, obviously I was all over Christopher Ventura a few weeks ago, but I think it was for a good reason, and I'm sticking yeah. to it. So, so hey, I'm just gonna stick to it. I mean, I, I I believed it. Why would I not believe the same thing this week? This field is nothing, and. It's a course that he could kill. So yep. yeah, hey, makes makes. Yeah, sense. it's like it's like in fantasy football where you spend three months studying a guy and working out. Okay, what is he going to be? What is he going to do? And then you spend a you know a high draft pick on him. And then after one week when he doesn't do anything, you don't cut him. Like you 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 stick with him and 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 you and you go. Okay, in the grand scheme of things, it's going to work out. So if you believe in Christoph Ventura, you think that his skill set applies uh, to this course, then uh, jump on and, and get ready to ride the wave. Yes, be uh, be fearless in your picks, people. Fearless. Um, all right. The AKs, the entire range. It's Brendan Todd, Sanjay M, Shane Lowry, Siwoo Kim, Sergio Garcia, Ches Reedy, Kevin Kisner, Brant Snedeker, Ryan Moore, Corey Connors. Uh, Corey Connors immediately jumps out to me. Um, I, I think he's another guy that um, kind of fits in that. Lucas Glover box where the, yep. the the excitement has kind of faded on him a little bit, uh, but this is a guy that can absolutely score. Um, putting is his biggest downfall, and I, I I'm 
quickly realizing that I'm go probably going to have a few lineups where I have a bunch of team, like basically team no putt guys, go yep. with guys that just traditionally don't putt well. Um, and, and expect this course to kind of forgive that a little bit, or maybe their irons are so good that they're going to be putting it close and they can putt well uh, and, and win. But yeah, I love Corey Connors this week. Um, let's talk Sunjay. Uh, sure. If, if you want to, if you want to ride the like wildest of waves, this was a guy that was. Are we sure he's not in that elite group? To what's wrong with Sungjae? To maybe he's figuring it out again? And in a field like this, to be priced at eighty-eight hundred, around Siwoo Kim, around Ches Reevy. I mean, Kevin Kisner is a guy that I'm a big fan of this week, but he seem he seems to be. Undervalued. Yeah, I don't. I, it seems like his 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 uh, his play is I, despite missing the cut at the PGA, he gained strokes tee to green, he gained strokes on approach, um, was 35th in the WGC despite not putting well. This is traditionally a guy that you know it is a positive putter. Like it, it's not yep. a ton, but it's it's positive. Um, so I feel like he, he, I feel like he does this where he is awesome, then falls apart, then rebuilds his game, then has another awesome streak. And I feel like we might be entering that, um, in, in terms of the outright market, in terms of DK, um, this is the week where I have some crossover. Like I'm looking at 35 to one for Sungjae. Like I'm, I'm all aboard that. Yeah. And I, I think you make a good point about him. Um, I think maybe a month ago, if you would have said, what is his price going to be in this field for this mm-hmm. um, this course, I would have said 10K. Yeah. So definitely um, he's gotten to a point where it, it is, it, again, if you're, it, again, if you're a believer in him and you just think like, yeah, it's just the typical ebbs and flows of every golfer, this is the time to buy in, right? And I don't, I don't think he would probably go any lower uh, than this in a DK or straight betting odds market in this type of field. Right. So like, I, f- I feel like that's a, his number in like a masters or a, you know, like major or borderline major. Correct. Correct. And I, I agree. So I, I think, um, and it's a recent form, you know, I think people get, people get uh, reluctant when a guy kind of cools off and they kind of just, you know, they, they got burned a few weeks in a row and they just go, okay, I, you know, I'm not going to get off this train for a while. I understand it. It happens. I do it too. But um, if you're just kind of thinking about it rationally and thinking about like the law of averages and just, hey, eventually this guy's going to kind of regain the form he had just a few months ago. Uh, yeah, the numbers right now look great as far as a purchase price. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, what about, talk me out of Sergio Garcia. I will not. I refuse to. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I, he is, he is starred and circled and whatever you want to say this is a guy that i mean how is he only 8500 in this field like i don't i don't understand this is a guy that ball strike i'm looking at i'm looking at his his kind of just numbers at a tournament like this uh ninth in strokes gain total 60 to green uh 24th in strokes gained 11th on approach seventh around the green um, this is just a guy who we, we we saw this tournament. This is what we saw what a few weeks ago when it was Answer and Sergio and Neiman and uh, yeah. like I, I feel like that was such a precursor to this tournament, and I feel like we're gonna see a very s- similar leaderboard come Sunday. Obviously, Answer withdrew, but um, for the most part, I think a lot of the names that were in contention on that on that Sunday are going to be names that we're going to be looking at this weekend. Yeah, and as far as track record here, again, it doesn't play here a ton, but Sergio is 4-4 four four in cuts made. Three of those top 25s, two top 10s, and he won here in 2012. Also, a FedEx rank currently of 134, so he needs uh, a good performance here to make the playoffs the following week. Um, so maybe a little extra motivation there. Another guy, Siwoo Kim, is at 121 in the FedEx rank. Shane Lowry is right at 131. So um, if you're looking for a little bit of an edge or a reason to maybe give a guy a, a nod over someone else, um, maybe that little extra motivation might help. Um, 
talk me into Brendan Todd. Can you do that? The Todd father? Yeah. I, How I do you not go to Brendan Todd? I don't know. He's, he's been playing like as good as anyone. Is maybe not outside of not of winning a tournament. He's been really consistent, probably as much as anyone since the restart. And I, I don't know why. I just out of all the names in this range, I think like I'd rather play Sergio. I'd rather play probably Kisner. Brandt. Brandt has the other. Uh, he's kind of, Seven point three strokes. Point one. Five point six. Five point two. Eight point seven. That's his total strokes gained over his last five tournaments. This is Todd. This is the Todd father. Obviously, putting the last two weeks has been insane, and that's why he's finishing inside the top 20. But he's gone 22nd, 15th, 17th his last three tournaments. Right. The best part about playing Todd on some, like, uh, or someone like Todd on DK is you don't need him to win. You just need him to be in the conversation on Sunday. And he right. can absolutely do that. He can go low. He can score. Um you know, in if he's Brendan Todd and finishes fourth instead of first, you're not obviously cashing it outright. But in terms of what you expect from him versus what he's going to produce on Sunday, what you paid on DK to get him in your lineup versus what he points scored, he's going to outperform. Like he's just gonna, he's going to be in the conversation. People are going to be like, why didn't I play Brendan Todd? He's been awesome, um, and he's just going to help you cash some lineups on Sunday. Yeah, I figured it out as you were talking. It was why I just don't like him. It's the ball striking strokes against approach stats. I just look at it and go, no, not doing it. But like you said, the putting has been so good in some of these tournaments that mm. he has these these crazy, like, almost 10 strokes gain on the field of putting. <laughs> okay, it's just yeah, crazy. Yeah, and that, that is concerning because, put, <laughs> as we've talked about, putting comes and goes. And sometimes the surface dictates that they're going to be a good putter and other times it doesn't. So that's why we want to lean on the ball striking. And so maybe you're right. Maybe he's a guy to avoid and let everyone else kind of go there because of the recent form. Um, I just decided it's over. I'm not yep, doing no, it. No, we're out. We're out. 100%. Yeah. Team no putt. Uh, Brand, Brand Snedeker, as far as like the course horses here, um, him and another guy we're going to talk about are the top two targets for that. Um, he's 9 of 11 in weekends made here. Four of those have top 25s and also have been top 10s. And a win here two years ago. Um, and even though his season-long statistical numbers are garbage and they're kind of similar to like a Brendan Todd, um, I don't know. He just has he has a track record here. He's ranked 96 in FedEx, so he needs he'll, he'll probably qualify for next week, but probably going to need some help to get into the second event of the playoffs. So, yeah, maybe something little there. I, I think I'd play him over a Todd. Um, okay, Sergio or Kevin Kisner? Can I play both of them? You, you can, but just if you had to pick one. Sergio. Sergio or Corey Connors? Corey Connors. Okay. I think I think it'd be Sergio for both of me, but it's close. Connors, uh, we both like Connors, and I think it's for uh, the obvious reasons. He's the fourth ball striking on the season always just really sharp tee to green guy really good iron player um just needs to the putter to cooperate and he's um also he was a tour championship guy last year currently ranked 55th in the fedex standing so i'm gonna need to play well this week and a little bit in the playoff events to get to a second tour championship in a row yeah, and for me, it's like when, when two guys are that close, like I could go back and forth. I could play both of them. If I'm saving $500, I feel like that's – like at the end of the day, it's going to it's gonna help me get other players into my lineup yep. that I really want to use. So if it was $100, maybe I leave, I'm with you on Sergio. But when we're talking about 500 and we're splitting, you know, hairs and – Obviously, Connor's a little better ball striker. Sergio, a little much better putter, a little more experience. Going back and forth on on the two, I'll save the five hundred and, and and take my chances. Okay, well let's let's um, what's the word transition to the next yep. to the next uh, range. But I'm going to do that with this range. Sanjay in or Justin Rose this week? Justin Rose. Okay. He's back. You're, you're back. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. 100% back. I didn't think I'd get here, but here we are. Uh, talk, talk me off the Justin Rose hype train because, um, okay, it's uh, it's simple. It's simple. Like we talked about last week, 
this guy's in it for majors. And, you know, whatever reason, you know, call it flipping the switch, call it, you know, turning the gears, whatever, getting it going. Um, I think, you know, turning it on, I'm running out of these, but uh, I I think certain guys just have a a different mentality when it comes to the majors. And maybe they just, it doesn't get the juices flowing for them when they play in events like this, even though I think he's playing for FedEx points. He's ranked 103rd, and I think he wants at least, you know, if he's going to play in them, I think he wants to give himself a chance to get to the tour championship. But um, that would be my case against it. Um, and I think if we're comparing, say, just a guy like Sun Im, who we feel is, you know, at some point regaining form, and maybe this could be the week, I would rather save the money, probably go with M for Rose for that reason. Uh, your response. So uh, I mentioned this with the RBC as the, like, leaderboard that I kind of have expectations of, right? A low score, like uh, a, a winning score approaching approaching 20, maybe it doesn't get that low, but uh, I think it, it, you know, approaches there or on, at least yeah. on Thursday and Friday it is heading that way, as you mentioned with the, with the, the you know, the, the career scores and the, you know, the average uh, cut line and all that stuff. Um, I, I just feel like he's I feel like he found something last week. I feel like he, he put he put really well, which, like I mentioned, I don't love leaning on the the putting because it's so wild. And as you mentioned, he, a guy that traditionally pops in majors, um, I just I just feel like the course sets up for him. I feel like the field is, and I'm probably going to end up with egg on my face, but I'm I'm going in on Justin Rose. Okay, I you know I did my best. You got to do what you got to do, Kyle. Right? I mean, I I have my. I have my Christoph Venturas. You have your Justin Roses. It just it is what it is. Um, yeah, except for you're gonna spend like you know two thousand dollars less, <laughs> Christoph Ventura. But the, it is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, um, Justin Rose or Jordan Spieth. I think I know your answer. <laughs> I think I know. Your I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not falling for the football again. Uh, I'm not Charlie Brown. Uh, Jordan Spieth is the king of. This round I'm good. This round I'm terrible. This round I'm good. And as I mentioned, you can't do that. You need four solid rounds of birdie golf, and you need to be four to six under pretty much every round. And if you obviously if you have one round where you go maybe seven or eight, then you can afford to have a little worse of a day. But you need to be scoring early. You need to be scoring often, and you'd be good for four days. I just don't. I don't trust Jordan Spieth to hit it into the woods and then chip it in for par or hit it into the woods and then birdie and then eagle. And like, I just, I I can't, I can't, I just can't. (laughs) I know you you said, uh, when you said, you know, one day is good, one day is bad. I was like, I was thinking like, it's actually like every other hole. It's it's like every other shot. It's like, oh, I'm going to hook it off the tee, but then I'm going to hit it within five feet, and then I'm going to miss. Then I'm going to go the next hole, and I'm going to hit it to 30 feet, but then I'm going to sink it for eagle. And it's just like, why is – I don't understand. (laughs) I don't know. He's he's all over the place right now. I mean, I I think, again, he'll be back at some point. I I think we talked about a few weeks ago, like who is the next person to get a win? Would it be – I think it was Ricky, Jordan – yeah, female. Yeah, I think I would say female, but uh, um, would you? I think I'm still going Ricky, but that's that's another debate for another day. Yeah. Um, the one thing I will say about Jordan though is he's become a guy who's kind of in that top 50 range instead of that top 150 range. So that's a marked improvement. Um, yeah. Now he has to take another step. Like I don't know if he'll ever get back to the a guy who can win a couple majors in a year, like on that Brooks. Rory uh, level, uh, right. but I think he could get into the Fleetwood Finau, Fowler, Sung Jay, like in that kind of top yeah. twenty to thirty-five range. Yeah, no, I I, I totally agree. Um, just a guy, a guy who's gonna regularly be getting top twenty-fives and then, you know, flirt with content here and there and win one. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yep. Abs- yep. Absolutely. Um, it's just so competitive now. Everyone, there's so many good guys now. I mean, Morikawa, for God's sakes, just all of a sudden is, is a top 10 player in the world. So Yeah. Well, and just think about the Oklahoma State class. Like, right. Victor Hovland, Matthew Wolf, Christoph Ventura. Like, yeah. those those guys are all 
you know, interesting golfers. Obviously, Wolf and, and Hovland are, are closer to that elite group, but um, just like the even like the not Joaquin Neiman's, who yeah. is a young golfer with like he if he had won, he would have been one of like ten golfers to win two tournaments by the time they were 23 or something um so like he's he's an excellent golfer and he's kind of in that like third or fourth tier so uh, the the game is in good hands that doesn't even talk about Corey connors and um some of the other guys we're really excited about yeah doc red too so so many guys but um yeah okay uh well i guess you know what it's kind of my favorite out of these just these are 9k guys there's four of them this week Actually, my favorite two are probably Harris English and Billy Horschel. Um, English has just been rock solid this season. One of his better seasons of his career, um, kind of out of nowhere, 12th in ball striking. We've talked about this in a few weeks, but it just kind of bears repeating. 36 strokes gained approach, 14th in uh, strokes gained putting, currently ranks 28th in FedEx standing. So on pace for a tour championship. Course history here, 6 of 6 in cuts made. Two top 25s, one top 10. Um, his best finish was a top, was a T10 in 2012. So, um, yeah, just a great, great on paper. Uh, as, as good as it comes on paper for Harris English. And also, Billy Horschel is, um, in terms of course history here, seven of eight cuts made, three top 25s, two top 10s. And uh, best finish was a T5 in 2016. Um, also profiles nice is a uh, 56th ranked in ball striker coming in, into this week and uh, 19th in strokes game putting currently ranks 50th in FedEx standing. So yeah, I, I think those would be my two, two before Rose or, or Spieth. Um, yeah. The one thing I will say is they're both going to be incredibly popular. Harris English yep. is the second most popular. Horschel's fifth. Uh, the betting yep. market has been obliterated for both of their numbers um but that doesn't mean don't play them especially you know if you, you just need to be different somewhere else so yep. you can you can put both of them and be absolutely fine um even in gpps but yeah i if i had to pick one it would be definitely be english um i, I think he sets up incredibly well for this week it's just it's gonna be hard for me to get there with all that ownership but um and especially because i can spend a little bit less and like i can get to the the, you know that kind of 8k range with Kisner with Todd although we're off on off of Todd um, <laughs> you know you know yeah. it's just it's it's just you have to you have to figure out where you're where you're comfortable going yeah just kind of to uh, reiterate your point about you know not, you know it's probably gonna be high ownership but guess who was the highest owned percentage guy last week by a long shot at almost 28 percent was it Colin Morikawa it was. He was the top-ranked guy, and um, so it just goes to show you, like, yeah, it's just that's just one of the five you got to fill out. So, yep. Hey, if he if he is a top ten or he's a winner, um, that's that's the way to go. Five uh, K now. It's, it's just uh, five figure guys. There's five left. It is Mr. Kepka at the top, followed by Webb Simpson, Patrick Reed, Tommy Fleetwood, and Mr. Thursday himself, Paul Casey. <laughs> Mr. Thursday was almost Mr. Sunday, and he made that really interesting. And he yeah. didn't actually play that terrible down the stretch. It's just Colin Morikawa went out and won it. And that's what I right. love to see when I'm watching, especially on a major, like on a yeah. Sunday. Go win it. Don't have someone hit it into the water and another person shank it into the woods, and then all of a sudden, you know, you just par the hole and win, win the tournament. Like, I don't, I'd don't. i much rather see what we saw on Sunday. Uh, Casey, Fleetwood, Reed. What are we doing with Brooks? Obviously, Sunday's collapse was interesting. Um, I feel like he needs the the FedEx Cup points, so obviously he's gonna. If like this feels like a spot where he should take a week off, but I don't think we're gonna get there because of all the circumstances and with the Masters approaching and 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 some whatever happened on Sunday. Yeah, no, I, I think I, I kind of tend to put it aside. Who knows why he he had a bad day? You know, I mean, I overall the last what three weeks he's played really well and yeah um we all know his upside and what we think of him in terms of being the one of the top players in the world um if he's playing well and you happen to have a bad round on sunday I, i'm not gonna think too much of it and to your point in the fedex ranking he's 92 right now so to me when you're saying i think you should take the week off which i think makes sense it says to me that he wants to play 
and he wants to get a better ranking heading into the playoffs so he can, you know, eventually give himself a chance to get to the tour championship. He He's motivated. So um, to me, it just says, yeah, he's playing because he, he wants to. So, um, yeah, he's not he's not kind of writing off the playoffs, in other words, where he, he could, right? He It's not like he has to play in the playoffs to get into the Masters in November or anything like that. Uh, he, he, he could totally shut it down and just, you know, rehab his knee. But, no, he wants to play, so I think if he's playing, he – he wants to tee it up. I, I'm treating him just like I would normally treat him. 100%. Uh, for this range, though, there's one name that stands about uh, stands out above the rest, and it's Webb Simpson. I'm, it is. I'm, I'm all aboard the Webb Simpson. Number uh, one, the RBC. Eighth at Rocket Mortgage. Twelfth at St. Jude. Thirty-seventh at the PGA. Uh, incredible iron player. Um, should be able to putt well enough to to win, um, and in terms of my models, just knocks them all out of the park. So I'm I'm 100 percent wet this week. Yeah, just to kind of back your point, um, obviously, you know, been one of the best players on tour over the last year or so. Um, so it's not like it's a, a big going out on a limb to say we like him, but I think just to kind of reinforce this event specifically, the course history, he's as good as it gets. 10 of 11 and weekends made nine of those in the top 25s seven of them top tens and he won here in 2011 so i mean that's just kind of a resume at an event where you know don't overthink it right i mean it is what it is this guy owns this course um if he makes the weekend there's a 70 percent chance based on his past performance he's going to finish in the top 10 so um that's just a crazy resume here and uh it, there's really nothing to compare it to so if I was picking one guy in this range, it would be Mr. Simpson. Um, and that being said, are you picking guys from this range when you fill your lineup, Kyle? I am. I am using Webb. I'm debating whether I want to go two guys in this range. I I feel like there's enough soft pricing as we go through it that I, I could get there. Um, but if I do that, that definitely means I'm not using Justin Rose. And... Corey Connors is potential as my third guy in, um, and I and I don't know like I don't know how the rest of my lineup would look if I went that way. So I I, I can't um, I can't say for sure that that I'd be willing to to dive down that road. Sure. Um, well, what is would you would you care to reveal? Uh, what a lineup is currently, or do you, do you want me to go with mine? Uh, I have six names for you. Um, I don't know if it's a Millie Maker one a winner, but maybe an Albatross, maybe maybe one of the little the smaller GPPs. Uh, we're going Webb Simpson. We're going Justin Rose. We're going Corey Connors. We're going Christian Bezednut. We're going Sebastian Munoz, and we're going with Grayson Murray. Grayson Murray, wow, that is that is hot. Grayson Murray, all right. The one thing I have found, and it's 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 not comfortable, but leaving an extra hundred or two hundred, so instead of spending all of it or spending like basically less than a hundred, um, it, it's it feels a lot better. But in terms of winning, in terms of being a little bit different. If you're like in that three to five hundred left range, um, mm. it, it it really does give you a point. Of, so that's the other thing, right? Because like, obviously, a lot of these guys are going to be really interesting to a lot of people. But if you, it's the, it's not only the usage by of the specific player, but the combinations you're using them. So if you're using them in a little bit of different order, if you're going with a few guys in the eight K, or if you're going with like three guys in the 9k and then building your way down so there's there's obviously different ways to approach lineup setting this week um yeah. and it, i guess in general but uh i i have found that i i tend to do better when i'm not aggressively trying to spend the last dollar especially if it's someone that i like like if it's close and i like all my and i like the guys that i'm using obviously play the guys you like but don't go out of your way to play somebody else just right. to just to spend all your money yeah, no, I, I, yeah, this is definitely a tournament. And I, I think in golf week to week too, more so than other sports, don't be afraid to leave some money on the table. Not that big of a difference between a guy that's 8,500 or a guy that's 7,900 even, right? Correct. Yeah, even um, especially in a week like this. Yeah, yeah. So I, 
again, don't be afraid to, to say, oh, you know, I got to spend it. I, I totally agree with that. Um, so do you want to hear like the, I have two types of lineups set right now. I have kind of the, the reasonable level headed, um, maybe cash game lineup. And then I have a, maybe more of a GPP, um, Christopher Ventura is involved in both, but would you, would you like to go through this? Lay it on me. So kind of the more, uh, middling lineup where it's mostly like nine K to the, the highest price guy I have is Harris English at 93. And we go Sergio, Billy Horschel, Patrick Rogers, Brant Snedeker, Christoph and Tura. Um, and then the other, uh, the other more, uh, a little bit chalkier, maybe a GPP lineup is, uh, includes a lot of the same names, but it, it starts off with Webb, Sergio, English, Rogers, Ventura, and Chase Cypher, 6,400. I, I like that so much better. Okay, okay, okay. I, yeah, that, that ciphered. I, I kind of landed in that low range. I thought this actually. I don't. I don't mind this right now. <laughs> no, that, and that's and you have to like be comfortable taking shots on guys like Cipher, guys like Grayson Murray. They're 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 priced where they are for a reason, um, but they can also pop. They can also have a nice week, and then uh, all of a sudden you're loving life when they make the cut and score for you. And in a tournament like this. The difference between 6400 and 7500 is a lot less than it normally is so don't be afraid to to delve down there obviously don't go crazy but you know grab grab a couple shares down there and see what happens absolutely yeah if you want to get greedy and grab tommy and webb which i'm tempted to do you're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna be shopping those ranges frankly so um well look i think we i think we did I think we did it. I think I think we got there. Um, I think we found some winners, um, and I'll expect uh, my boat to show up after you win the Millie Maker. Yeah, you know. Well, I, even if I don't do that, it'd be nice to just get six for six for the first time since the restart. That's uh, yeah. I mean, as long as we as long as we don't have to deposit again on say Saturday, that would be uh, that would be ideal. Yeah, as long as I'm not researching uh, guys like Lou Dort <laughs> and, and Darius Basley for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, I'll feel at least, at least you're not going down the esports rabbit hole yet. That's that's when you know it's gone. No, I have not done that. So, <laughs> yeah, I probably won't talk about that publicly if it ever happens. So, um, yeah. Uh, well, hey, uh, anything to plug for you out of here? Uh, if you enjoy fantasy football, if you want to, if you're into sports betting, you want to bet on some NASCAR races. Uh, come check out the Angle of Pursuit podcast. We're on YouTube, we're on Spotify, we're on Stitcher, uh, we're on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we do a couple shows a week. Um, follow us on all the socials. You can find the links in all of our bios. Uh, come check us out. Give us a listen. We'll uh, look to earn your business. Outstanding. Um, good luck to you this week for the Wyndham Championship. You do the same, Bobby. Take care. I mean, you know, one six for six in DK is just—is that too much to ask before this season is over? Apparently, it is. After all, it's not like I, you know, put a lot of time and effort into this each week. You know, write about it or do a podcast or anything. No, not at all. Um, yeah, that about sums it up. So, but hey, as always. You recharge, you recalibrate, and you reconvince yourself that this is the week, and that's what it is. And this is the week. It's a, uh, it's a Christopher Ventura production, as they say. So, sorry, Christopher, if I'm, uh, yeah, you know, delaying your inevitable success. Either way, you're big part of my plans this week, buddy, and he should be for all of you as well. And by you, I mean all the listeners. Thank you for uh, listening. We've had a lot of fun getting together and covering the PGA Tour since the restart each week. I know for me, it's uh, taught me to not really take anything for granted for our uh, sports. So when we usually did just maybe majors or the larger events, I said, hey, at this point, 
the RBC Heritage and the Rocket Mortgage Classic uh, seem like Final Four games in the NCAA tournament. So, um, yeah, this has been a lot of fun. I think we'll be back next week. I'm not entirely sure. Either way, I'll, I'll be sure to send something out on that um, just because it's the playoffs and the format changes a little bit, and I might have to re uh, kind of pivot to football research in case we do have football games actually played. Uh, but either way, um, follow on Twitter and Instagram for any updates at Sports Pod Hookup. Download, subscribe, rate, review, DSRR. And uh, good luck to you for the Wyndham Championship. We'll see you next time.